An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or... Standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. What's poppin'? Real ones. Logan Murdoch here, Roger Bell there. Roger, we are here after, I guess, less than 24 hours after Kyrie Irving releases a statement um, and also announces that he's going to donate uh, $500,000 to the Anti-Defamation League to combat hate and intolerance. He also released a statement. Uh, this is also getting you know a lot of uh, takes throughout, but I'm just going to read, uh, read the statement that Kyrie uh, posted. He says... I oppose all forms of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community. and I take responsibility. I do not believe everything said in a documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. I am a human being learning from all walks of life, and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. So for my family and I, we meant no harm to any one group, race, or religion of people and wish only to be a beacon of truth and light. And he stopped short. There was not Jeez. necessarily an apology. It was very Kyrie talking around an apology. And I just think, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? We'll start on that and then we'll get to the rest of this this week from the Nets. It sounded like an apology, right? Like it it felt like, and then it, and then he didn't apologize. <laughs> like how, yeah. how Kyrie can you get, I guess, is my question with that. Like that is Kyrie and then the beacon of hope at the end. This is cut and dry. The pods we've done in the past haven't been necessarily focused on this topic right they were like yeah. how was Kyrie as the distraction um affecting the Brooklyn locker room and so on and so forth this one is pretty simple to me mm -hmm. right if you're not anti-semitic just say I apologize I am in no way shape or form anti-semitic I posted something ignorantly and without fully understanding the scope of it I'm I'm sorry for offending everyone I've offended and I will be better in terms of understanding my 
my subject matter and and better about what I post in the future. If you're not, if falling short of that, I'm not making any accusations. I don't know Kyrie. I don't know what's in his heart. I will say this again. People don't like to hear me say this. From, from the dude that I know, from the guy who I've seen do work with indigenous communities and people of color and so on and so forth, I believe him to be a compassionate person with a good heart. These are my experiences with Kyrie. All right. That 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 tweet, if you won't denounce that and 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 explain yourself as to why you messed up making a tweet or a or a post like that on Instagram, then that's 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 something different that I have to take into account. But from what I've known from him in the past, I believe him to be a compassionate person that that is that is is lost. That can be my belief, and he can prove me wrong. And if he's not denouncing these things and saying, yo, this is this is not how what I stand for. This is not who I am. I apologize I, for who I've offended and and for what this has caused. If you weren't willing to do that, then it, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty simple. You either do apologize and say you fucked up and you don't stand for that and you're not anti-Semitic or you don't. Yeah. As of right now, he has not. And you can say he, oh man, he 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 donated 500 k to ADL. Yeah, that's that's cool. But like, what do you say to, you know, there's a, there's a Jewish community within the Brooklyn Nets, right? What do you say to them as an organization when your lead guy doesn't doesn't say I apologize? Doesn't say all these things. Doesn't doesn't it doesn't seem like it's when you read the statement, you don't see accountability necessarily. Yes, I did that, but all people want is an apology from you. They just want you to say I apologize for doing that. And you, when this statement went all the way around and said everything, but and I think that speaks to just the latest chapter and this last week for the Nets and I think the NBA overall, because I I see what what is happening with Kyrie in the wake of posting this documentary and offending the Jewish community. I juxtapose that with a guy like Myers Leonard, right, who says an anti-Semitic slur on a live stream, right? What happens with him? I'll tell you what happens with him. He is suspended from the team, mm -hmm. has to pay a $50,000 fine, and has to go through courses to better learn about anti-Semitism and hate and all of these things, right? And then you see what happens right now with the Nets and Kyrie Irving, where he hasn't missed a game yet. The only comments we we have of him outwardly is an exchange from Nick Friedle, where he goes back and forth, uh, doesn't show any contrition, doesn't show any remorse, and basically says to Nick Friedle, you're dehumanizing me for asking me questions about something that I did. And then the Nets, all while this is happening, at least there are reports out there that they're planning to hire M.A. Udoka for two months into his suspension for, as far as we know, and this is just what's been reported, as an improper relationship with the female subordinate staffer. That is a very broad thing to say, right? We don't have all the facts yet, but when you see that and whatever he did, it was, it was bad enough for him to be banished by the Celtics for at least a year, right? And you bring him on into this toxic organization. And I'm all for um, rehabilitation. I am all for you 
um, for people doing the work, getting, you know, getting some level of, you know, and I want them to get another opportunity provided that they do the work. And I just don't believe that MAU Doka has had even the time to do the work um, with what he is, what he has been, been accused of doing or been doing. I don't feel like he is, he has done the work. Here's my thing with that. I don't know what he did. We don't, but like, we don't know what he did, but here's the thing. You can't tell me that, and I agree with you, we don't know what he did, but you can't tell me that whatever it is at, in two months has a tone for that, right? Like, I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say that after after two months and he's supposed to be suspended for, for a year. I don't think you can say that, oh, we're just going to bring him in. And I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, that's a good thing to do for this organization. I don't think that's good. That's okay, but I personally... As Rajah Bell, I'd like to know what someone's, I'd like to know what it is before I pass judgment on whether or not I can hire him somewhere. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I have been someone who did something, tried to, tried to tell people like, yo, that's not me. That's not exactly me. I had a moment like, mm-hmm. and then I'm labeled for the rest of my career as being, you know, this kind of player or, you know, and yeah. so I like to understand what I'm dealing with, have the facts, be able to make an opinion on it. And only at that point would I be able to talk with some level of education about it. And in this case, I I really don't. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to marginalize anything that happened to anyone there. I just don't know what happened. Yeah, and I think that that speaks to, and and honestly, we don't know what happened. And I think that speaks to one, and we talked about this in past podcasts, how this has been reported out, this MAU Doka situation as a whole has been reported out. But when you see it, this is why transparency is so important, right? This is why, especially for, you know, teams and and the league in general, the reason why transparency is so important is because all you see is what's been reported out as an improper relationship with a female subordinate. If you're a a female, if you're someone that works in the front office or in sales or something like that, and you see that the guy, like say female for the Nets or female for any any organization in the league, if you see, um, all you see is that he had an improper relationship with a female subordinate, you're going to have some level of pause, right? And that's sure. why that, and that's my biggest thing with this situation where um, there hasn't been accountability on either side because there hasn't really been anything transparent from the from the Celtics, from the NBA, and by extension, the Nets right now who are saying, we're going to do our due diligence and trying to find out what happened, but we're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell you what happened. We're not going to tell our staff what happened. We're just going to say that we did our due diligence. I just don't think that that is enough, especially for this organization. And it just seems like this whole week has been a pattern of things like that, where a, the Josiah goes out and says and condemns anti-Semitism, and I condemns it, and the league does, and then their star player basically gets us a very expensive slap on the wrist, right? Where we have also seen a president for other players who have done similar things get get a harsher punishment, right? At least lose games, right? And then on the back end of that, you see something, you see a coach that has, you know, we don't exactly, we don't know what happened, but you see a coach that has that blanket on him of having an improper relationship going into yeah, the an baggage. organization the baggage that the baggage that comes in i just feel like we have that, that for a league like the nba or and these teams who say you know we're forward-thinking league and we're about diversity 
equity and inclusion and where all of these things, you would expect them to do the work on the back end. And my my point on this one is I don't feel like the work has been done on a number of levels from people that are in charge during this week. And I think that's the bigger point that I'm saying right now. No, I understand. And I think I can, I can agree with that. You know, I said on Bill's pod that minus the baggage, I thought Ime would be a great candidate and the type of person that you would want for that job. The baggage does change things like for a yeah. franchise like the Nets. I mean, it has to, right? It has to be factored into the equation. And I want to be clear. I, I don't mean to offend anyone or marginalize anyone, any victim or anything like that. That's not, that's not, I'm simply saying as, as me as an individual, not knowing the scope of what happened, I can't cast judgment on email. Can you dig yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. the particulars. And so I'm not going to judge that man with like, without any type of support to do so. But from a Brooklyn standpoint, it doesn't get any messier. Yeah. I mean, with your, what you're in right now doesn't get any messier as an NBA franchise. Like, think about all the the messes that have been NBA franchises over the last, I don't know, five to 10 years. Can you think of one that's had this much going on? In a span of five years? I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's It's been, it's one of the worst, I think over the fi- last five years, man, I can't think of a, like a, a more badly run system, just top down than the Brooklyn Nets right now. I mean, the proof is in the pudding right now, man. Like, you, there's just so many different things. And not to mention, man, like, we're talking about even the Kyrie with the anti-Semitism. What about his... I'm, 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 I'm trying to say this the right way, but, like, what about when he talks about not taking the vaccine and having an army behind him on the heels of his words bringing out demonstrators to Barclays Arena, Barclays Center, last year and bringing out demonstrators who were so forceful that they tried to break the barricades of Barclays Center, putting a lot of people at risk. You're putting lives at risk and you're not even speaking on that, Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Just things like that that has happened throughout this this time. It's been a very dysfunctional four, is it four years now? It's been very dude, dysfunctional four years. Right? Dude. Very dysfunctional. To say the All least. of these things, right? And after all of this, you're going to say, well, we're going to bring this coach with all this baggage in to coach this type of team. It's it's just a mess. Well, from the Nets perspective, all right, let me be the devil. Let me play devil's advocate real quick. Okay. If, if you're the Nets and you are at ground zero, like of a shit storm, you're on the you're on, you're on the bottom floor. It's not getting any shittier. It's just a mess. And this is like your 10th shit storm. And, and right, the, so like <laughs> we've we've run out of shit storms, and we're on the the bottom floor of this particular last shit storm. So where we yeah. go from here? Where do we go? And I would just again playing devil's advocate, like what other coaches are out there, whether whether they have baggage or not, could they could they help us right now? Who has because you plug somebody in, right? He's not mm-hmm. the guy because you got this vacancy, um, and you stay in this shit show like for the next three years because he can't handle it or, or get it done either. Or we're already pretty low. We're as low as we can get. We bring in a guy who we know can do it, even though there's some baggage, but it, it quite frankly can't get much shittier. So why not take the swing? Now that's not me saying that that's where I imagine Brooklyn is at with that. Like, I mean, look guys, look where we're at. Like, fuck it. Let's just like, he may, we can all agree, right? Can we agree? Minus the baggage. He's a hellified coach. He's, he's a really good coach. He's a really good coach. Like he took that team and, and, you know, even through 
the struggles, and we were on our podcast, Logan, talking about at one point last year whether or not you were going to have to make a choice between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum yeah. because it just looked bad. And all he did was take that and keep molding it and keep working with it. I'm, I'm sure he was frustrated and kept developing relationships and tweaking defenses and establishing philosophy. And before you know it, they're in the finals. Now, obviously, some people play great, but the point is he can coach. So this is me playing devil's advocate with maybe that's where they were at. My retort to that, Ra, is that that is the type of mindset that has gotten the that down the Brooklyn Nets into this situation. We're all, man, we're so fucked. We need to do this because this is a quick fix. We think this might happen, you know? But that's not a quick fix, though. I understand what you're saying completely. That's what makes mm -hmm. them the Brooklyn Nets right now. But what I'm saying in that scenario is the quick, the quick, that's not the quick fix. That is the, hey, this is going to get worse before it gets better. But after it gets worse, we have it right. That's just what I was trying to say. I'm not trying to sell you on that. Let me just, no, no, no. You're not trying to sell me. You're talking from the perspective of what the Brooklyn Nets might be thinking. This Correct. is not Raja Bell talking. This Correct. is what the Brooklyn Nets might be thinking in this situation. My retort to that is like, damn, dude, you already did so, you've already done so much. You have alienated the, the fan base that you have. There's been so many different things that have just popped up with this organization. I just think that they're at a place where this is not the type to double down and try to try to fix this. Honestly, this is just the time to just just break it all down, bro, and just start from the bare bones. You've done it, you, you know, especially if you're Sean Marks, you've done it before, right? You've done all this before with under a different regime, you brought that point up in past episodes. But why would I want to deal with this headache when I'm 2 and 5 consistently? I've only gotten to the second round. What they're talking about on basketball things. Sure. Right? On the basketball court, we have not been good. In the front office, we have not provided an environment where people want to play here or play with a certain guy, right? Why would you want to keep this going? I I am of the mind if I am a GM, I am breaking this down from the bare bones and just starting over. There's nothing that suggests that they are going to continue to to be or they're going to be good again. There's nothing that suggests that they're going to be good again. Well, you're operating you think you're operating from the GM mindset. You're actually operating from an ownership mindset. Mm -hmm. That's where ownership should be. Hey, listen, this is I mean, it's a wash. We took a swing. It didn't work. This is so messy. We've alienated so many different um, segments of the population and our fan base. Let's take it down to the studs and let's get it straight. General managers don't quite frankly have the time. Sean Marks don't have a clock for that. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Sean Marks doesn't have a clock for that. There's there's like something breathing down his neck every day. I'm sure, you know, I saw him in his press conference. He was looking <laughs> a little aged. Like, you know, like I'm, there's a level of stress and of having to get this right now that would entice you to keep doing what we're talking about, throwing the band-aids on it, trying to figure it out quickly and get it, getting it turned around. He alluded to the window that they're in, you know? And so that's the way the general manager feels because he's tied to that. And he's, he's coaching for his job. I mean, he's not coaching. He's, he's, he's general managing, managing for his he's job. He's managing right for his job. He is tied to the wins and the losses in the immediate present and immediate future. And so while I understand completely what you're saying, I just thought that, while you are correct, I'm speaking from Joe speaking, side seat. You were speaking from the owner seat. The general yeah. manager can't see it like that. The only way that a general manager can think like that 
is if he wasn't a part of all of the shit that just happened, mm-hmm. the, that general manager was fired, and now I bring in a new general manager, and then that's his mindset, which is in alignment with the owner. And I don't think that this has been, I'm quite frankly, frank, frank with you, I don't think that this has been a great ownership job by Joe Sy. I mean, just systematically, over the summer, you have a guy that, um, you know, KD comes to you and says, it's either me or this coach. And you think that, just one kumbaya conversation in LA is going to change that. Like, nah, it's not. And you put out this statement. I just seen just been a lot of grandstanding from Joe Sai and no action behind it. You know, we, we stand against anti-Semitism. It's just one example as a tweet. And this is bigger than basketball and you don't suspend your guy, right? That's one example. Or you, KD talks about a, talks about wanting to get a trade a trade request and you say we stand by this organization we stand by our coaches and our gm they're going to stay in place and then what happens two weeks into the season you fire your coach without any like real accountability at, at any point josiah has not been I, don't, I just don't think he's done a really good job at this point in and in, in steering this ship at all well i mean i guess if i'm going to go on a podcast and say dysfunction starts from the top, then I would have to agree with you, right? Because let's say we're in this organization and we got a bunch of players that can't get right. Not the Brooklyn Nets. Let's just say any organization, right? In the NBA, a lot of times it's not the coach that doles out the discipline. It's not. But let's just say that the coach doesn't do it. Well, then the general manager should definitely do it, right? And let's say the general manager misses and 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 isn't able to 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 do it either. Well, then ownership has to step in and say, "Hey, general manager, coach, listen, guys, what the hell are we doing here? This there has to be there has to be some level of punishment. Otherwise, this is going to turn into chaos." And that hasn't happened, right? So, like, then I've got to agree with you because if Sean Marks and Steve missed the boat, and I don't know, I've said this before. As much as Steve is my guy, and everybody says I'm out here politicking for him, but I've said this: if he was part of the reason why. People were skating on their on their punishments or or being held accountable for certain actions. If he was part of the reason, if he was lobbying for those guys not to be held accountable, then he was part of the problem. He is culpable in that. Whoever the buck stops with in terms of deciding whether or not you I don't think the buck is stopping everywhere. I think the buck is going for miles and miles. But and then, miles you're and miles. Account- <laughs> then you're all then you're all accountable. Yeah. And I have to agree with you with Joe Side because from day one. We've been talking about, you know, Brooklyn and some of the antics and nothing has ever really been dealt with in a way that would t- that would suggest to one of those dudes, hey, you better cut that shit out. Nope. And this is another example. The Kyrie situation now is another example. To your point, you come out, Josiah, you say you're disappointed, you're this and that, you're whatever. Man, tell that man he can't play for a couple games. Sit him down. Do, do whatever you got to do. But like, be about that. Like, let's not talk about that. Let's be about that. And I'm not lobbying. I'm not lobbying for it. I'm saying if you're really serious about it, as an owner, like, or a general manager, or, or even a coach. Shit, if I'm serious as a dad, man, if I, if I say, hey, bro, you do that again, you know, and, and there are going to be consequences, and you do it again, and I just say, hey, man, consequences. And he's like, what? I'm still playing my video game, dad. I'm still playing. My, I still got my cell phone, dad. Like, that's literally what's happening right now. I still got my stuff. Yeah, you're literally just saying the word again, consequences. I'm like, yeah, I told you. There are going to be consequences. And so here they are, consequences. Now, that's not how that works, dog. You got to start, you got to start. And that's what I'm saying. Like, especially like even with with Kyrie, right? Like you talk about, uh, like if I'm Kyrie, I'm not thinking about any repercussions because there's never been any repercussions for me. I left the team. I I left, I left the team without, with, (laughs) 
He leaves the team without any explanation. I don't know if you, we're going way back to like 2021, but like the game after he left, the game after he left, I don't think Steve got a text to like the, the, the hours leading up to the game. Do you know how wild that is, man? Do you know how wild, <laughs> do you know how wild that is? <laughs> you ain't text nobody on your team. You think about that, like just an instance like that, no real repercussions, right? You think about um, just even Kyrie saying, I'm not going to play without the vaccine. Fuck it. I'm just going to sit my ass home. I, I guess I'll play road games if that's what y'all want. They they stood up, the Nets stood up and stuck their chest out and said, well, I guess you're just not going to play until midseason and say, well, Kyrie, I guess you, you're right. You could play road games. I guess so, right? While they're lobbying with local uh, politicians to try to get to get Kyrie to play home games and circumvent the, fuck, the law that is in place. At what point is it like, dude, there's what no you- point. There's no point, Logan. What you're describing is what you're describing is a failed um relation relationship, a failed attempt at this it's it's just too it's too messy. It's too much. It's too much. And, like you've it's too much, Logan. You don't come back from that. You don't come back from all of it. And you, you can't just, expect a championship or any sort of success when there is no accountability at on all fronts of the organization. That's why I think that like dog this 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 even with a new coach it's not going to change nothing they're not going to be good they're not going to do they're, they're, it's it's too far gone i don't expect the brooklyn nets to do anything after this there's not there's not going to be a trophy ha- handed out at the end of this season i will believe this i will believe this forever and I, I genuinely believe it maybe there's part of me that has to believe it because if it weren't true it would just i mean i i don't know but great players people people who are collectively trying to accomplish a goal. Um, while they might not always like the person who's in charge and the rules that are in place that are designed to help them stay focused and get them to that goal. And they might buck every now and again, and there might be some ruffle feathers. But ultimately, Logan, they will respect you. They will respect you. And if you can then get them to where they're trying to go, they will appreciate it, right? So you cannot waver in the face of that if you are, you know, if you're trying to accomplish that. Yes, they're stars. They've been pampered. They've been coddled. We all were when we played. I'm not pointing any fingers. So we, we're we used to getting things our way. They're used to having say in how things work. But you that can't be the case all the time. You can't capitulate to that. Not, not, not when it really matters. When it really matters, you have to pl- plant your feet in the ground with some firmness and say, this is it. Yeah, And here's now what's going to happen. It's going to be brief. You are going to be punished. And then you're going to come back. And if you don't do it again, we're good. But if you do it again, I'm going to punish your ass again. And people will figure it out. They will get in line and they will do what you need them to do. Even the great ones who people tell me don't want any... They, if they see weakness, they, if they make a living on smelling weakness and attacking yep. it. It's what they yep. do. So they smell weakness in you. What do you think they're going to do? Every time. All right, let's take a quick break. And I also want to I, w- I want to talk about I want to talk about tampering really quickly. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. 
But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. The NBA season is underway, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Plus, FanDuel is the only sports book that's giving all customers three months of NBA League Pass when they make a $5 bet on the NBA. There's only a two-game slate tonight in the NBA. I think I'm going to take the uh, the over on the Warriors' magic. Warriors are looking really funny in the light at this point. And uh, you know what? I'm going to take the over on the Nuggets-Thunder game. Um, the Thunder are playing pretty well, four and three. For a lot more surprising than I thought they were going to be. It was a good job, Thunder. Anyway, you get to catch all that action because FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Plus, with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So download FanDuel today and use promo code RINGERNBA to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21-plus in select states, first online money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, one 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York, Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee, 1 800 522 4700 Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net.westvirginia.com. And if it's ever going to leave the NBA, and we're no. talking about, okay, I got to set done. it up for the that's people. It. No, that's it. That's Raja, it. Raja, no, let me set it, it up, right. damn it. Let me set it up, damn it. All right. The 76ers are slated to lose their 2023 and 2024 second round picks as a result of an NBA investigation into the free agency signings of Daniel House and P.J. Tucker. 
The NBA confirmed that Philadelphia engaged in free agency talks before it officially opened. Um, Woj reports that the NBA is planning to revisit the rules that punish teams that have had discussions prior to the opening of free agency. And, and they also have an open investigation into the Knicks signing of Jalen Brunson. So I would re-ask ask the question to you, is tampering over, Raja Bell? Tampering is never going to be over in the NBA, Logan, because players have relationships. We played with guys. They're now on other teams. We're free agents. We've got relationships. Our, our agents wives are cool. have like the same Age. agents have multiple. Come on, man. I've told this story before. Um, when I was uh, my last year in Golden State, I mean, it's, I started that year in Charlotte. I got traded, but I had uh, surgery on my wrist. And so I wasn't fully healthy. I couldn't come back and really play after surgery, but I was going to be a free agent for the last time. And this was, I don't know, in April, maybe May, May, probably May. Um, we would go to different arenas and my agent would tell me, yeah, such and such. I'm not going to say any names. They said they're going to really have interest in you coming around, you know, in, in July. They're one of the teams that we think is, is whatever. Just keep that in the back of your head. So I would make it a point to go out there and just have a fantastic pregame workout. Yeah, everyone's sitting out there watching, right? And so this is my audition. You haven't seen me live in a year. Um, I already know there's some interest because someone from your camp has told my agent who who got it back to me. That's that's tampering. That happens all the time. And so you can't. You're not going to be able to get that out of the game. That's just one example. Like I mean, shit. The year the year that I was my my last year with the Jazz, like I knew people on, on different teams that we talk all the time about. You know, I was I, I had finally become more than just a defender when it, my two years in Utah, the first time Jerry was letting me shoot a little bit. I was doing a little bit of this and that, and my points went up. And so you become a different tier of free agent at that point. Right. Before yeah. that, I was always a minimum guy last to eat at the trough. Like I pick up whatever team had an open spot. You know, I slide in there and get a like minimum deal. That was who I was. But in this particular free agent cycle, I had had a good first year and I was having a good second year and I was already having dialogue with dudes that were on good teams I was, I mean, what do you mean? Like we're doing that the whole time. So, you know, I hadn't signed a deal or agreed to anything, but, but trying to gauge level of interest and so on and so forth happens all the time. A great philosopher once said, if you are starting your recruiting process, when the job is posted, you're already behind the eight ball. You're not doing your job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just in work, but it extends to the NBA. If you're a general manager or you're a assistant or you're in a front office, if you're not a targeting guys, or if you're not like sending tea leaves in January or in in whenever, you're not doing your job. And here's another thing, Ranja. This is this is why this this is another reason why this is is never going to change. This is never going to change because you can litigate all this stuff you want to. You can't talk to a certain person around this time, around this time. But let's just say, you know, in another life, I'm just a great basketball player, Raja. Mm-hmm. And in your life, and, yep. and another life, and you're Raja Bell, the great basketball player, right. and we meet, and we're, <clears throat> we just, I don't know, happen to be in L.A. or we happen to be on vacation in the south of France, right? Like I'm with my family, you're with your family, and I just happen to see you, right? Or I happen to see you at a great establishment, I don't know, like a Nobu or something. I don't know. I see you, and you're on a team. We've been cordial. We've been friends. You know, we've been cool. And you, we respect each other's games. You're not gonna, you're not gonna just drop a hint that you would want to play with me one day. You're not gonna just do that. You're not gonna say that. You're not gonna be like, oh, you're, or you're just gonna be like, nah, 
it's against the NBA rules. Hey, or tampering or, is at stake here. We we can't we, talk. Hey, we can't talk about we this. We can't have talk this about conversation. this conversation. Or I don't know an agent who has multiple clients on a team that has another client, or like this is why. This is why we just saw this when uh, KCP went to the Lakers a year before LeBron. You know why he went there? Is so not because he isn't a good player, because KCP is a really good player. You see that right now in Denver. He's doing really well. Played really mm-hmm. well with the with the Lakers. He earned that deal. I'm not saying that he didn't earn it at all. But what I'm saying is a reason why he got signed by the Lakers early is because the Lakers so the Lakers could have ongoing conversations with his agent. You know who his agent is? Rich no, Paul. Tell me. Oh. It's, it's Rich Paul, who huh. who represents LeBron James, right? Dog, that's an isolated thing. But the reason why I got so much publicity is because it's Rich Paul. You know who else does this? Every other agent <laughs> in the NBA, every other agent you see their client list, best believe they're talking to, they're talking to a general manager when they come into town to see their guy. Hey, who, who else? What is he thinking about? What, where is he going? Is he a fit? Is he a fit for this organization? This happens all the time, bro. Any, any, any bar that's that's in the arena, any any suite, these conversations are happening. So, whatever, just for the the the, the league to 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 even say this and just to like so just silly. to act like this, it's just so silly, bro. So we silly. keep doing this every year. Honestly, the tampering. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. It's very entertaining. It's so entertaining to see the all the Knicks brass in Dallas to recruit Jalen Brunson. It's like wrestling. It's great. I love it. Mike, the question, it. the question I always ask is what did like how egregiously did you have to rub it in the NBA's face to have them come down and actually penalize you for it when it they know that it's as commonplace as you've just laid out? How how crazy must must it have been? Like, what did you do? Otherwise, uh, you know, I, it's usually. I mean, it's just funny that they're saying that there's an open there's an open investigation on the Knicks for yeah. for for that when you hired Jalen Brunson's father to the staff, and then you go to, and then you go to Dallas. Like, how long is this investigation? What are you watching? You're watching ESPN clips. Like, what are you doing? Are you watching? Are you going on House of Highlights and see it? Oh, we saw this clip of these. Th- it's a cut and dry investigation. I'm just, I'm, 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 ti- I'm tired of the cap. Stop the cap, Roger. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. Before we go and we get to real one of the week, we have to give flowers because Killer Kerm said, and Third Eye Kai also demanded in our group chat, the one that's mm. separate of yours, the one that mm. you're in because you never text us. Yes. They said that I need to give flowers to both the Lakers and Russell Westbrook for the for the uh for the C. performance last night C. at crypto.com arena. So I mean I guess I have to do that. We C. have to give flowers. Kai Kerm. I will accept them on behalf of Russ. <laughs> You're gonna take the reward on his behalf. I will take that. Thank you. I don't have a speech prepared, but I'd like to thank I like to thank his family. I'd like to thank all his agent, all his fans that stuck with him, namely real ones, Raja Bell. Um, all these people. <laughs> Yo, I will say this. I watched the highlights. I was doing I didn't get to watch the game per se because I, I was uh I was I was I was I was out chilling last night. I was I was kicking it last night. I was actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I was kicking it last night. I didn't get to see the highlights, but I saw him this morning. 
and damn it, it is magical when the Lakers win the hey, way that they win, dog. Did you it see was that, just great. Did you see it the lefty great. dime off the bounce, though, with the... Uh, Russ felt accepted. He's ta- he's talking his shit. Darvin Ham seems to have, like, just put his arm around Russ. And I. it seems to be... Pay- it, it, it seems to be temporarily paying off. I, I, the jury's still out on the Lakers Jury's, right now. We don't know. It, we have no idea what's going on. This was one win. Jury is definitely out. Like, let's, let's, but do you remember what I said to you and Sasha when we had Sasha Mack on for the last time and we were talking about how some of the things that needed to happen for that to even have a chance. And yeah. I was admitting that the jury was still out. Do you remember what one of those things was? I said, what would you say? You got to make him feel welcome. Like, it's part of the team and the coach's job. It's his job to figure out how to get in. So if that means coming off the bench, then, again, I said, hey, Rush, you better figure that shit out. But it's also part of the job to put your arms around him, man, bring him in, make him feel like he's a part of it so that you can see if you can get the best out of him. Jory's still out, but I am accepting today's flowers on behalf. Of, of Russ, okay. Yes. All right. All right. And we'll see. We got a lot to talk. We'll, we got some stuff to talk about when we get back. We have a guest scheduled um, for next Monday. Um, nice. We've got the great Howard Beck coming in. We'll have a lot of, to discuss next week. So before that, let's, let's get to a little segment we like to call Ruin of the Week. Where we point out a uh, person, entity, or organization that won the week. I'm just gonna go. Uh, we'll go with Kaylani from uh, from from the, the singer Kaylani. I went to a little podcast interview with her last night. It was great. Gave a lot of great answers. She was great. Um, one of my favorites. And she's from the Bay. Um, she's on. She's she's killing it. Saw her the other week. She was she did, she performed at halftime of the Warriors game. Just been killing it. So I'm just going to give a, a, a ruin of the week to uh, Kaylani, man. Shout out to her. Shout out to the town. All the Bay Area propaganda was... I, you weren't at this this little interview. All the Bay Area propaganda was on on deck. Didn't, Glad I missed I was it. A nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Say less. Glad. <laughs> um, can I give out... All right. I want to give out two real ones. Can I give out two real ones? Would you grant me? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, all go right, ahead. Go ahead. Um. One is to all the real ones that have been hitting me up lately in regards to all of this craziness that's going on that that have, you know, adult mindsets about stuff that we could disagree, we could explain each other's stance and maybe come to some middle ground. Like, we don't always have to disagree, but we could keep it cordial, keep it a buck, keep it adult-like, right? And, and mm-hmm. maybe if more people did that and tried to see where other people were coming from with their perspectives, we'd live in a better place, just saying. Mm. Okay? Uh, secondly, um, probably less importantly, this young man um, comes from my son Diabell's high school, American Heritage High School here in Plantation, Florida. He is a young sophomore receiver at Syracuse who is having a nice season, both individually and Dino Babers has the Syracuse Orange playing pretty well. His name is Aronde Gadsden II. You might know his dad, Aronde Gadsden, uh, who played for the Miami Dolphins, but he just was added to the Bolitnikoff uh, list, the Bolitnikoff Award okay. list for college the watch football's list. best wide receiver watch list. Yeah, 41 receptions, 671 yards, six TDs on the season. Um, he's really blossoming, man. He's a great kid. I see him around campus when he's in town, and he's always, you know, when you get a feel, some kids. Some kids don't come off like great kids. Some people come off like great kids and you know that they, they're they just like really good people. He's always been one of those dudes who comes off like a great kid. So I'm happy to see him doing his thing. Real one. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Shout out to him, man. We're getting into the, we're getting into the, uh, getting into the, the final stretch of football season. It's about to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I'm yeah, really we're up excited. in South Bend this weekend, baby. Oh, it's South Bend. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I'm sure it's going to be freezing out there. I don't know how you're going to deal with that, bro. I don't know. I said it's about to rain, too. I really don't know how we're dealing with that. 
Oh man! All right, man. I'm 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 a lock in on that. I watch that closely, man. Uh, make sure you guys uh, see us on Mondays and Thursdays. We'll see you guys on Monday. Holla, tap in, all of it. Subscribe, blah 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 blah. blah. See you guys next week. Holla. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.